Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the free sexual flag. It represents everyone who's free sexual. In other words, those who only experience a sexual attraction for people that they are not in a close emotional bond with. And then Dr. Fauci, who I actually got along with, he's a nice guy. He's a great promoter, you know? Not a great doctor, but he's a hell of a promoter. He likes television more than any politician in this room. We will start with number 18. 18, you know. And we'll find out number 18 is 18. Mendocino County. Six Asian women were murdered. And all white people kind of sound the same because they think Asian racism just started with Corona. It was about sex. We're not sure it was racist. Let's do this. We're all in. Ready to help every child recover and thrive. A message from the American Federation of Teachers. Let's do this. They're ready to go to school again, honey. It's only been... Can in you September. Imagine? In September, they're yes. ready to go to school That's again. right. As long as you, your child is vaccinated and has a mask on, they're willing to perhaps, perhaps um, return to some semblance of normalcy in the school. Right. And as long as, the, as Congress passes the legislation that they want passed. Exactly. Exactly. And... Um, and whatever other demands that have. You remember last year, it was right before the school year started that suddenly the unions uh, rejiggered all of their demands. Mm-hmm. And so school systems uh, were screwed. But um, it doesn't matter because the that particular school system runs the United States of America, the teachers unions. They're the final arbiters of what happens and when. It is certainly not... Uh, Five foot two Fauci, and it is certainly not uh, Walensky. It is the teachers' unions that tell us that it's the teachers' unions that, after the uh, CDC head says 
that vaccinations are not necessary for people for for schools to be open. The teachers unions call up, and Jen Psaki says the very honest Jen Psaki tells us, no, 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 no. That was a, her personal opinion that she was saying when she said mm. that, which is absurd. Is a record breaking, brilliantly, uh, dishonest thing for a press secretary to say. And if you had a working media, mm-hmm. they would report that. But they're not reporting it today, actually. For the, for the first time in, in my life, I actually saw two people having sex on CNN. And really? Yeah, I've never seen this before. <laughs> and I have actually audio of it. This is uh, remarkable. This is the CNN. This is the CNN media um, media uh, editor, media expert, chief analyst, uh, Brian Stelter, who is a fat, and uh, Jen Psaki. Now... What you're about to hear is rated X. I have never seen anything. Not only it's not just rated X, but this is the kind of advanced sex that involved cables and clamps and pain and all, all sorts of. This is and this is Stelter asking to be put up in some kind of pulley system, uh, you know, while uh, with a ball gag in experiencing S and M pain. It, it is. I've never heard ever heard a, a media organization solicit. <laughs> Admonishment, solicit, um, uh, a spanking. Yes, exactly, Alice. <laughs> exactly. This is incredible. Incredible. Here we go. Jen, thanks for coming on Reliable Sources. My pleasure. Busy summer ahead. Infrastructure, election reform. What does the press get wrong when covering Biden's agenda? When you watch the news, when you read the news, what do you think we get wrong? Can you please uh, clamp these uh, this these battery clamps to my nipples, please? And, um, you know, I want you to tase me in the groin, please, Jen. Slap me around and have your pitted bull attack me, please, Jen. Please tell us what we get wrong. This is... What the... She must have been like, wait, did you just seat over your show to me to yell at you? <laughs> okay, I had like six different deflection talking points available about real issues but okay jen how are we underserving you what can we do to better uh bolster the uh, the communications for the administration this is i have never seen something so this this dirty that's you know not when you, when you worked in newspapers that's not what you would ask politicians when you had meetings with them to tell you the truth alice I've worked with a couple of editors who, if, if we had the mayor of Boston in or the governor, and I had asked that question, who literally would have thrown me out of the sixth floor window <laughs> in the Seaport District and let watch me splat on the ground. I wouldn't. I. I. I can't tell. I, Excuse me, I don't Mr. Know if, mayor. What? I don't know. What if, if we uh, reported on Mark? If you ran the paper, how would you have done it? Differently? What are we missing? How are we messing up coverage for you? How can we get better? <laughs> oh my God. And you should see the Stelter there while she's whipping him with his pursed up little lips in this. In this, <laughs> I have never seen something so dirty. I've never seen. And that includes my Himalayan salt lights. I, I know they weren't. That on. includes a uh, short video involving two ladies in one cup of something. <laughs> this was dirtier. What I saw right here, Alice. This is the worst, most egregious thing I have ever seen. I cannot believe it. What are we getting wrong? Oh, my God. 
Well, look, I think some of our muscles have atrophied a little bit over the last... <laughs> she almost is laughing here. Because she's never had somebody roll over and present it to her. <laughs> this is crazy. Well, some of our muscles have atrophied. She's like the substitute teacher saying, guys, some of our math skills over the summer got a little soft. When she's saying some of our muscles atrophied, she's saying some of your muscles atrophied. Yeah, but he works for her. He's on her comms team, so that's why she can say our. Right. Last few years, and there isn't a, a lot of memory, or recent memory, or long longer memory on how long... It Did you hear him? He made a little noise. Hmm. Memory, a recent memory, or long... Well, look, I think some of our muscles have atrophied a little bit over the last few years, and there isn't a... a you see him? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, what hell is raining towards us right now? What is going on down there? <sighs> there is just a fireball of chaos and crying kids happening downstairs. Alice will find out. So, so listen to the Stelter's little noises he makes. Hmm, you know, that's very thoughtful. Well, Brian, you've turned, you guys are uh, acting like total, uh, complete and utter owned bitches to begin with. Hmm. Tell me more. I think we get wrong. Well, look, I think some of our muscles have atrophied a little bit over the last few years, and there isn't a, a lot mm -hmm. of memory, a recent memory or long longer memory on how long it takes to get legislation forward or how messy mm. uh, the pro. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and some of our our memories are failing us hmm and we're forgetting how hard it is to get legislation going hmm you know what well hmm as he makes uh you know the these slightly thoughtfully arousing noises hmm hmm Alice, you gotta look at the you, the. I want you to look at this. I've seen come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. I want you to look at this and watch his face. Okay. Uh, watch it. This is his orgasmic looks as she says this. When you read the news, what do you think we get wrong? Well, look, I think some of our muscles have atrophied a little bit over the last few years, and there isn't a, a lot of memory, a recent memory or long, longer memory on how long it takes to get legislation forward or how messy uh, the process of negotiating and the process of getting legislation across the finish line climax. can be. So we know, we understand everybody's always looking for it. You hear? We know, we understand you guys are asking about timelines and this and that, but that's one of the things we'd ask you to correct. Is stop having standards for getting legislation passed. It's really starting to bother us that you're asking those things. I know that your muscles have atrophied over the last four years, you know, because I, I, I don't even know what the meaning of that is. She's suggesting that the media wasn't paying attention in the last four years. Anyway, she's saying, so, so yes, in other words, because Trump was bad, you forgot that legislation takes, thoughtful legislation takes time. Hmm. 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 This guy is swallowing whole every load of BS that she is shooting down his throat. Out. What? It's not... You, that's... No, it's true. You, he's... Hmm. She's, he's accepting every premise. Well, some of your, your intellectual muscles have atrophied. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Because you forget that it takes time to do legislation. Hmm. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. You're right. I did forget that. You're, you're absolutely right. Whip me more. A deadline, a timeline, things like that. But at the end of the day, uh, our focus is on getting these bills across the finish line, doing it in a bipartisan way if we can. And we certainly recognize that that can be messy along the process. So I don't know. If well, mostly what we found is that you dumb little prostitute floozies are idiotic in not getting what we're trying to tell you because you're stupid and your, your little brains have atrophied over the last few years if you even had brains. That's what we're mostly t telling you because you're naked shills in various forms of prostitutes and we don't value. Hmm. <laughs> huh. Thoughtful, yeah. That is interesting. I am a whore. Interesting, <laughs> yeah. This is incredible. And he allows her then just to... Uh, you know, to to freestyle for the rest of the for the rest of the time. He's not going to say anything back to her whatsoever. A little bit over the last few years, and there isn't a, a lot of memory, a recent memory or long longer memory on how long it takes to get legislation forward, or how messy mm. uh, the process of mm -hmm. negotiating and the process. Like he's learning every time she tells him this. Understood. I'm processing this as truth as we speak right now in front of these people. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Understood. Yes. All right. That seems like an action item for me. I'll get right on that. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. This is freaking remarkable. My process God. of getting legislation across the finish line can be. So we know, we understand everybody's always looking for a deadline, a timeline, things like that. But at the end of... So this should be... I worked with guys at the Herald who were there for multiple decades who would have thrown a chair at her at this point. Mm -hmm. We understand, you guys, you're looking for deadlines and this and that, and you have to... You want you us to, quote-unquote, get things done. Yes, and you want copy and this and that, but you know what? You're wrong on that stuff. We're in charge. We're really not, uh, we're really not uh, accountable to you or the people watching you, okay? Because they've atrophied too, by the way, okay? Uh, mm -hmm. hmm. Well, great point. Great point. At the end of the day, uh, our focus is on getting these bills across the finish line, doing it in a bipartisan way if we can. And we certainly recognize that that can be messy along the process. So I don't know if that's the press getting it wrong. Uh, I'll leave you to the critique of that, Brian. But No, it is. No, it is, Jen. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. With you. Oh, it is, Jen, with this ball gag. And his uh, I think sometimes we forget uh, how you to the critique of that, Brian. But ha. Uh, I... Ha! He says... I think sometimes we forget uh, how strange the last four years were. And when we return to a place where democracy is working, where we're talking with Democrats and Republicans, where we're trying to get bills and legislation passed, it feels foreign. But this is actually how it's supposed to work. <laughs> she made hay. Mm -hmm. He handed her all the weapons and she beat the shit out of him with it. <laughs> and, that's, and he took it. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. It's so good to have transparency back. <laughs> So good to have transparency back. It really is. My goodness. <sighs> Can you imagine? He is so... He is so bereft of curiosity about anything that the administration is up to, he switches sides with her. Says, you know yeah. what? You evaluate us. <laughs> and I'll sit here and I'll take it. I'll accept everything you say. That's it. Right now, Kamala Harris is being laughed at in Guatemala by the president of Guatemala who thinks she's a moron. 
while she's over there trying to sell him on cli- climate stuff, he thinks she, he has no time for her. He was very outspoken about it. Um, instead of doing the job she was supposed to do at the border because she doesn't want anything to do with that. Right. That's happening right now. She is AWOL. She is playing international global diplomat for photo ops so that she can be president in a couple of years. Right now, while her job given to her in front of the media, in front of the press, mm-hmm. hmm, was to go fix the border. Nope. She's going to look at uh, the root causes. Because <laughs> that seems like something we can fix. With how things are going in the U.S., I think that's a good idea is for us to take on fixing all of Latin America first. I think we forget, you know, how legislation takes time and it's hard to do. And working across the aisle. I don't know. Was there a first step act in the last four years? Was that working mm-hmm. across the aisle? Yeah, Trump got a tax hmm. cut passed. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, I wanted to see if I could see any of this Kamala Harris stuff. Okay. Well, I'm glad you brought up, by the way, um, how Brian Stelter it makes his living because um, Hunter Biden has also been a big proponent of sex work. I don't know if you were aware of this. Yeah, but I couldn't find audio. There's no audio. They haven't released it. But I was just going to tell you about it. Yeah, the Washington Examiner has gotten their hands on from... Jack Maxey, the former co-host of Bannon's War Room podcast, got uh, some audio from Hunter Biden's laptop where Hunter Biden is speaking with a stripper. Is this is this one of did he knock this one up? Uh, unclear. We don't know. They said an unidentified stripper. OK. Uh, where the president's son promoted stripping as a great career choice for intelligent, talented young women in the May 2018 recording. Biden appeared to be an expert of sorts, saying that he's been to almost every club on every continent except one in every country that I can think of from Cairo to China. The strippers he met along the way aren't always proud of their jobs, but they should be because every woman has the ultimate toolkit. Biden praised the woman for publicly acknowledging that she's a stripper and compared her to stripper turned global rapper Cardi B. The bravery from you is extraordinary because almost no one came forward before you started to do this, Biden said. I've never met one that was like you. When you think about it, Cardi B didn't do what you did. The woman mentioned that Cardi B had worked in a grocery store and lived with an abusive boyfriend before hitting it big. Then Biden said, why is it that the choice society pushes on every woman is to be a checkout girl at the AMP grocery store, Biden said. The stripper responded, how is that not so degrading? Biden then remarked that women working at a grocery store can't afford college, but if they were dancing with your clothes off for money for men all over the world, then college would be attainable. The stripper said, save up, invest, Biden said, or buy yourself a Mercedes and live in an apartment by yourself and only take care of yourself. Who in the world can say to a woman that they cannot make a choice for a talent that they have? But more than How many strip joints did he say he'd been to? Uh, I believe thousands. I think he said... The stuff that this guy is willing to say <laughs> on recorded is remarkable. He said he's been to no, almost no, every club Mary on Barry. Barry. Mary Barry. He, I, you know what? I, I actually smoke crack with Mary Barry. I, uh, yeah, he said almost everyone on every continent. He's been to almost <laughs> almost all strip clubs. Uh, uh, and then he said, it's more than a talent. It's something every woman has. It is the ultimate toolkit, the stripper interjected. Toolkit. 
Biden agreed. And women use it whether they're at the checkout line or at the club. If they're at the checkout line and they're not getting anything in return for it, they're not using it for anything but their own survival, protection against abusive men, protection from society. The women bemoan the fact that being an exotic dancer is not exactly mainstream, but it is becoming more acceptable. You have people finally saying, oh, you're a stripper. That's cool. Maybe I should put strippers in my fashion show because they're real people, too, she said. And they're pretty and they look good in clothes, too. Biden said he's told every exotic dancer he knows that they should respect themselves, be proud, and not hide their career choice from relatives or employers. I'm sure they were thrilled thrilled to get um, (laughs) career life coach advice from Mm -hmm. the crackhead. In an all-female profession, almost all of them attempt to earn money for their children. And if it's not for their children, it's for their mother, Biden said. So that's good. I hope the audio of that comes out because I really enjoy that story. And that's so empowering. That's why. So I'm really curious then why he has not embraced his child by a stripper if it's not because he's too good to have a child with a stripper. Uh, I think it's a very... uh, I mean, like, if he thinks it's such a great yes. life choice and empowering and wonderful and they should respect themselves and they have dignity. Why is he, um, why did he refuse to talk to the mother of his own child for uh, months and years and pretend he didn't know her? I don't know. Maybe if she had been married to one of his brothers, he'd be more interested in Maybe. hanging out with her. Uh, I, I don't know, but you, you know, it, back when I was, uh, young and, uh, irresponsible, Alice in mm-hmm. my twenties. Yes. Uh, I had, witnessed uh exotic dancing you know okay the the pack of um street toughs i was hanging out with here and there we would hop into a little uh place and let me tell you one thing i found right off the bat mm-hmm. uh they were not interested in having a conversation whatsoever and certainly not one that wasn't being fueled by dollar twenty dollar bills mm-hmm. um I can't imagine this that this woman was thrilled to be hearing life coach advice from this guy. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. That's fine, Alice. You know? I was also very good to the girl at the grocery store. What does he mean in the toolkit? I think he means women being hot. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, and it's not worth anything at the grocery store. Yeah, you're not utilizing it at the grocery store. Right. Okay. All right. Trump was back at it this week. I'm not thrilled to be playing his stuff, but I'll play it a little bit. I don't even think Biden is the dictator. If anybody knows who the hell is running that operation, could you let us know? Because I don't think it's Joe, but who the hell knows? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. So, I mean, he's he's obviously a funny guy. Right. Um, The media, the Democrats, and the so-called experts are now finally admitting what I first said 13 months ago, the evidence demonstrates that the virus originated in a Chinese government lab. Couldn't say it. You couldn't say it. And Dr. Fauci, who I actually got along with, he's a nice guy. He's a great promoter, you know. Not a great doctor, but he's a hell of a promoter. He likes television more than any politician in this room. And they like television. But he's been wrong on almost every issue, and he was wrong on Wuhan and the lab also. Very wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, so here's my feeling on the Trump stuff. I mean, he's de- he's definitely a funny guy, and he's just mm-hmm. when he jokes, it's cool. I, I've always liked it, but it's now a rerun. Right. I get it. So I you don't think it. he's going to be the nominee in 2024? Oh, I don't know. He might be. 
people still like him, and people he still polls well. Mm-hmm. But it's, I, I'm just, we did this. Yeah, you did the undoable, the unbelievable. You you grabbed an election right out from the clutches of Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. in the political machine. You did it. It was so jarring and such a huge monumental, absolute. Uh, dismantling. No, it's worse than dismantling. It, you, you, it, it completely. It was a nuking of the of political norms to have this done, mm-hmm. and he did it, and it was unbelievable that he did it, and you saw how it reverberated because they tried to throw him out. The establishment in Washington D.C. elected leaders, bureaucrats, tried to. Uh, tried to uh, toss him mm-hmm. using everything that they could. They harassed him. They worked with the press to harass him. They worked, they manufactured all sorts of, not just a steel dossier, but other stuff. They harassed people, his associates. They put his associates in jail. They did everything they could to have people flip on him. Everything, everything that they could do. You had activist judges shooting down Trump uh, legislation that completely mirrored Obama's, but they, with Trump, they could tell that his intent was uh, malevolent. Right, like the travel they, bans and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And all this stuff, they did everything they could. That just shows you how huge it was. Mm-hmm. Guy got in there, it, you know, it, every other third Supreme Court justice died on his while he was there, and so he, so he hired some Supreme Court justices, three mm-hmm. Supreme Court justices. Right. Which was great. He deregulated the hell out of the country, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, he, um, I thought it was good that he that he did uh, the um, criminal justice reform that we talked about. Right. I was looking for him to do that before he got in there. I thought that he's he was uniquely positioned because he was so asymmetrical in politics that he was uniquely positioned to do to get some stuff done, and he mm-hmm. did. He did some bold stuff. He was tough on the Russians, which was excellent. Um, and he juked the economy. Economy. He was very pro business. Mm-hmm. I like that. He was proud of low unemployment numbers. That's mm-hmm. very good. He was very pro Wall Street. Tax cuts were fantastic. People will tell us the tax cuts did nothing forever, and that's horse bleep. You know, yeah, they like can't eighty percent of the American right. people got a tax cut. Right. Uh, his other than the, the the coronavirus. Well, the, the the fourth year is when he tanked. You know, uh, although you know. Not being in front of coronavirus testing, sure, that ultimately belongs to him. I'll blame Anthony Fauci for that. I'll blame all those healthcare know-it-alls. I'll also blame them and politicians in New York for not having our stockpiles, uh, you, you know, robust. All of them. All of them. Mm-hmm. You know, Trump walked in there and t- he's the guy, buck stops there, whatever. But so, so, but his communications during corona, he's not a coronavirus kind of communications guy. That's not where mm-hmm. he thrives. I understand what he was doing when he was trying to talk the virus down, and he was very, he was very open about it. The Woodward stuff is horse bleep. Of course, Trump was saying, Fauci was saying it's going to be more like the flu. Trump was saying it's going to be more like the flu. Right. Fauci and Trump were both being optimistic at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And why not? We we don't get coronaviruses and wear masks in this country. Not something we do till we did. Right. You know that's something that happened to other countries. So, but so I appreciate the good the good stuff that Trump got done. Mm His exposing of the media was something wonderful. And yeah. exposing of really half of the country's insanity and getting to see that they really are broken mm-hmm. and what, what's in their hearts and that we found firsthand, just in our own old neighborhood, that really, really good people with all the right things to say, who vote on the right way, et cetera, 
can really be craven, shallow bastards. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to see that, see how that works. But but I'm done. I mean, I'm done. The Trump, he did, he put his time in. Right. I appreciate it. He choked when it came to the Capitol at the end. Mm-hmm. And the election broke him, I believe. And I, I think that he thinks he won. Yeah. And you, you, you can't, the election also broke Gore. I mean, it's not something, you can't have that big an ego as Trump or Gore or Obama or any of them Mm -hmm. and take a loss like that with all these asterisks because we had special coronavirus stuff, knowing that the people who pushed those special election rules, et cetera, were bad actors. Maybe the measures were practical, whatever, but your mind, if you're the candidate, can probably never be at ease with that. Right. Ever. And so I think, yeah, it broke him. So I think that, mm-hmm. well, well, the capital stuff is happening for three hours. He's like, yeah, fit. You know, before he went out there. Mm-hmm. But so that's my long, long way of saying that I'm good now. I'm good. He, I'm glad he was there. I'm thinking that, that now, looking at this administration, you get to see now really what real incompetence is. Mm-hmm. And it's not just simply a guy mouthing off an Omarosa in a cat fight in the White House lawn with April uh, Ryan and, and all the chaos. That stuff's, you know, chaotic and, and, and unstable and there's a, a, it, it's not a clean run ship. Right. But the clean run ships are the ones you got to look out for. Mm-hmm. Because the veneer... Of everything being a okay and normal, normality is back and the temperatures down, etc. That mixed with that messaging that the media is happy to tell you, wow, things are so different now. That messaging mixed with the pandemic, and which is totally unknown. So people go look for elected elected leaders and these healthcare officials, these health officials, and say, okay, I'm going to have a leap of faith here. That leaves a huge cavern for the locomotive of New Deal leftist crazies to get their agenda done. Right. And which is what they have been doing. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 my long. This is you know what? I'll play a bit of Trump here right here, and he you can tell that he and I have the same uh, articulation in explain explaining a situation ability. We have no choice, actually. We have to get it done together. We're going to defund our freedoms. You just uh, take a look at what's happening. We have to defend our, our borders. We have to do all of these things. And the cancel culture, the defunding culture, the defending culture, and they defend the wrong things, we're not going to let it go any longer. We're going to stand up for our values. We have to stand up for our values. And we're going to take back our country, and we're going to take it back at a level that is very very good for our country and it's good for our citizens yeah okay what does that even i'm good it's just that you know i mean the soup that he usually throws out and it's fine whatever but we're not taking anything back you know mm -hmm. as far as this thinking the conservatives need to learn to explain to people what is going on here in this white house right 
And in, in Romney was right. There are forty-seven percent of people who are who are simply lost, who will not be who. This is an emotional situation. This is about emotion. And mm-hmm. so, since we are not trained psychologists, <laughs> uh, there's nothing that we can do to help them. It doesn't matter. They don't want to see it. They they don't see kids in cages anymore, even though mm-hmm. there are kids in cages. They don't see it. They, yeah. they choose. They're cafeteria realists. They choose what to see and what not to see. I'll have a little bit of that. I'll have, you know, <laughs> the the wind mill, wind uh, turbines are coming. I'll see that. The kids in cages will pass on. The inflation <laughs> will pass on. I will take that Biden doesn't look at the eclipse. That's a good thing. I'll, I'll uh, and that's Well, but it's doing. the same thing as like with the masks, right? They're cafeteria science believers too. Yes. Right? Oh, totally. It's, I'm pro-science when science tells me to be safe and wear a mask. But if science says it's safe not to wear a mask, then, you know, I, I'm not sure that I'm okay with that. So it's cafeteria everything, really, at the end of the day. I mean, and studies on psychology bear this out, right? Nobody really goes into stuff totally pure without a belief system and underlying ideology with which they're interpreting information. Everyone interprets information you know, based on what they already think. They've done studies on this. People, nobody really believes stuff based on the evidence. Everybody believes what they want to believe is true, and then they seek out evidence to underpin it. That's I don't know. That's no, the way I, that belief uh, works, though. That's well, the way we but, know that human psychology works, is that people don't... I don't know that that is... I, I think that is a generalization and generally is correct. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there, there are things that you can learn as you go. And you know what? I'll pick an example. Is uh, okay. uh, even though it came out of bringing nowhere, and it came surrounded by a lot of bad messaging as well, mm-hmm. is the Tulsa massacre. Mm-hmm. This is this year's Juneteenth. In case right, but yes, but I had no idea about the Tul- Tulsa massacre. Right, I cer- certainly have been a consumer of of uh, social justice content. And um, content from liberals and people who come out of the civil rights era, I hadn't heard it from them. I hadn't heard mm-hmm. it from anybody at all. Right. And and I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've learned about this. And so far, everything I've read about this, this was a horrible thing. Right. A horrible, straight-up massacre that happened. Uh- so. Well, so I was reading about this today, actually, because I was trying to learn more mm-hmm. about the Tulsa massacre, and it's a tiny bit more complicated than that. I should change straight up massacre because it is. It it definitely was bad, and there were a lot of racist people involved in killing mm-hmm. a lot of black people. But this was an out and out open war situation in the city of Tulsa, in which, you know, black people had guns, white people had guns, and they were shooting at each other. And there was, I think, so the. The most reliable estimates we have now is that maybe like 150-ish black people were killed and about 50 white people, including like some, you know, police and National Guard troops and stuff. Because this was a, um, there was a a black guy who was trying to enter an elevator to go use the um, like segregated black people's bathroom right. and the elevator operator was a a young white woman and something happened it's not really clear exactly what supposedly he tripped and like fell and grabbed her arm as he fell and she screamed and then he was like arrested for assaulting her and right. then 
so like then a crowd wanted to lynch him. So a group of black men went and got guns, about 75 black men, and were like trying to keep them from lynching him. And there the was... didn't like that. Well, it's not clear. Somebody fired for... It was a bunch of people, a few hundred people squaring mm-hmm. off with guns, and somebody fired, and then there was a gunfight. And then there were a bunch of dead people, and then this lasted a few days with people shooting at each other, and the National Guard had to come in and put a right, stop but, to okay, it. Right, but okay. But so, and the forensics but, are fine, but in the, these things are always deeper than... Right. Than just a, a slogan is worth, but it is something. Mm-hmm. It is it is something that adds to my own stockpile of information about um, post Civil War race. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is even twentieth century. Right. This is nineteen twenty one. So this is right. post World War One, which is like. Which is modern. Right. right. This I is get pictures part of, of my grandfather mm-hmm. in the 1921. And this is part of the racial tension that was happening is that people were coming back from World War One, where they had served the country. A lot of black men had served the country and were coming back. And there was a shortage of jobs because a lot of women had taken up jobs when men went off to war. And so there weren't enough jobs now for men coming back from the war. So there was like this competition for jobs and this kind of tension about it. That being said, so I dislike the coverage of this event for the same reason I disliked the coverage of Juneteenth last year and I feel like it's there's a lot of similarities which is this weird gaslighting that's going on which is that like we were all supposed to know about this Mm -hmm. when like nobody really knew this wasn't like a commonly talked about thing. You well, know, and, I mean, I think it's the Black Wall Street angle that right. is supposed to... And, I had heard that phrase in the last few years, Black Wall Street, and people talked about the burning of Black Wall Street, but it, it hadn't been in front of mind, and it's not something that I learned about in school. My school is very progressive, and we talked about a lot of like racial justice incidents and mm-hmm. how bad America was a lot, and it, this one, particular one didn't come up. I mean, it certainly, like you say, it fits with our knowledge of what certain parts of America were like in in the early 20th century. You know, it's not mm-hmm. I don't disbelieve the story. I disbelieve certain aspects, I think, are apocryphal, like planes dropping bombs. I think that's uh, and from what my understanding of the sources is that that's not really uh, a well attested except by like secondhand accounts and stuff. Um, that being said, like, I don't like this weird gaslighting about it. And I don't like the way that. I don't like the way that it's being framed as some kind of like war crime by the United States government. Like it keeps sort of getting lumped in with stuff. Like, have you seen CNN's doing coverage of how they're excavating a mass grave in Canada? Yeah. No, no, no. no. Oh, no. No. That's for Tulsa. They're excavating a mass grave where all the bodies were thrown from the the attack. What it turns out what excavating a mass grave means means they went to the cemetery and found a bunch of unmarked graves, which lots of cemeteries have unmarked graves where there there never were headstones or Mm -hmm. they've eroded over time. But these are individual graves, not mass graves. So I dislike this sort of moral framing of it as like putting it with the Holocaust. Like when you say mass grave, you're calling up images of like 
genocides, right? And you're implying that that's what happened here. And I don't think that that's what happened here. Even though, like I say, I mean, I think that racism was certainly a big factor in this and that this was an attack on people because of their race. Like, I I just don't think that that's a fair moral comparison. And I don't like the framing of it as something. I mean, the National Guard stepped in and put a stop to this, not like the u.s government didn't do this this wasn't an official policy and i don't think it was a cover-up i just think the problem is it was one of one of many incidents of racial strife that happened in the united states over a period of like a hundred years right between the civil war and the civil rights right Movement. and this was in the 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 obviously the, the historic relationship between whites and blacks was unique mm-hmm. because of slavery but there was plenty of racial strife and ethnic strife between other ethnicities all over the country and all over the you, planet you, yes all of the, yes yes but certainly all over the country yeah germans and irish and italians and jewish and and um and mexicans and whites and germans mm-hmm. and mexican and there was we were effing each other up a lot in in, right. in those days and there is so the times were a bit different mm-hmm. you know and um like we had we had talked a few years ago just about after um after um, World War One, during World War One, in that town in Ohio, where mm-hmm. they where everybody went after the Germans to beat them in the streets and killed the German shepherds, you <laughs> know, I mean, there these kind of things are are happen through history. God, it was a great book on this. It was just I had seen a p a just a transcript from that was just how just how like vicious uh, these ethnicities were to each other. All over the place, and include Native right. Americans. There are no angels in our history. No angels oh, in our history. In human history, not just correct. U.S. history. Oh, correct. This is like correct. And that, you know, there's a whole other conversation to be had. You know, if you the the, the slavery conversation, if we begin it in 1619, okay, but it began also not on this continent. Mm-hmm. You know, it began on another continent where. Oftentimes, the uh, transactions included black people and white people or black people and black people. Right. And I mean, certainly even in the, in what's now the United States or in the New World, quote unquote, in the Americas, there was plenty of slavery to go around amongst Native Americans before we got here, too. They were big on, you know, war captives, human sacrifice. There is a reason why tons of neighboring tribes joined in with the Spanish in ending the Aztec Empire because they were notoriously cruel and brutal, had mass slavery, had mass killings of enslaved people, women, children. I mean, like, human history is a mess. And I'm not trying to make excuses for anybody in Tulsa, but I don't like the idea that we're sitting here and saying like, oh, we massacred black people in Tulsa and now we're having to excavate the mass graves to show you the cover up. Like, that's not true. That's not what happened here. Well, and right. That's and the like, other part of that, remember, is also mm-hmm. is that they had, because of Black Wall Street, they had established a nirvana in the right. area. The model had been built. The model that could be easily duplicated in every other city and that had been stuffed, stifled and snuffed mm-hmm. out because of the Tulsa, where you would have had these booming, robust areas all over the place. And actually... Well, and it is true also. Another thing that's true about the Tulsa thing that I thought was interesting is that it is true that also after the area was burned down intentionally by people, mm-hmm. um, they tried to then zone 
zone it out of existence. So like rezone it so that none of the stuff could be rebuilt. And many people just ended up leaving because Mm -hmm. it was like too much red tape and hassle to try and do it. So it's absolutely not an admirable episode. But I don't think there was like some huge cover up. Like I say, I went to a very progressive high school where they taught us all kinds of bad things that America did and that didn't didn't make it onto the I've curriculum. I've got three minutes before I got okay. a uh, DD, so why don't we go to um, <sighs> uh, Dr. Aruna K- uh, Kilanani Alice, who's mm-hmm. a good woke progressive, who's um, got some very I find healing... She's a, prof- impo- a professor at Yale, by the way. Or she... Yeah, Yale Medical School, or she works there, okay. one of the two. Anyway, she's Yale-affiliated somehow. She's a, sh- a shrink now. Here we go. Six Asian women were murdered. And all white people kind of sound the same because they think Asian racism just started with Corona. It was about sex. We're not sure. So, uh, first of all, is the premise right? <laughs> right off the bat, they think Asian racism. So your straw man is already built off of uh, crappy foundations. It was racist. This is new. We're offended. You are the racist. Yeah. So why didn't this mother go to a juice bar? Because he wasn't sleeping with anybody at the juice bar. (laughs) Or the opera. Or a yoga rejuve. Or a fucking... First of all, anybody who ever utters the words yoga rejuve is an asshole. Mm -hmm. Lacrosse game. White people won't see what is staring them right in the face. It will always be something else. They gotta protect the baby cubs of America, their little white killers, because it's who they all are and what they all have in common. It's America. What an a-hole. Yeah, well, this isn't a one-off for her. Um, There also was a big article. She gave a talk at the Yale School of Medicine in April where she said that she had fantasies of unloading a revolver into the head of any white person who got in her way and that she said she would walk away from the shooting with a bounce in my step and that white people make my blood boil and are out of their minds and have been for a long time. She's not a psychotic at all. Mm -hmm. At all. She's not a psychotic at all. The lecture was titled The Psychopathic Problem of the White Mind. Okay, Alice. Time for my friend Zoe Stroller. Zoe Stroller. Uh, on something also new I've learned, and you're mm-hmm. saying that people don't believe they're changing belief systems. Well, I'm on board with this. This is the free sexual flag. It represents every- The free sexual flag. Free oh, sexual. Free? F-R-A-Y oh, okay, sexual. I'm sorry. You're free sexual. Okay. Well, I am now, too. <laughs> this is the free sexual flag. It represents everyone who's free sexual. In other words, those who only experience a sexual attraction for people that they are not in a close emotional bond with. And they lose that attraction as they get to know the person. The blue and cyan stripes stand for strangers or acquaintances. The white stripe stands for loss of attraction. And the gray stripe at the bottom stands for any confusion about your sexual attraction. I'm all for it. So it's a sexuality where you only enjoy being with strangers. There's sexually. something. Yes. Yes. I'm doing this. I'm a phrase. How is that a sexuality? And I have, I want the flag as a matter of fact. <laughs> How is that a sexuality? Because you're, you're fornicating with somebody, if it's a stranger, but the want, desire it diminishes as you get to know them. Like, oh, your I name just is thought... Tim. Uh, I like you less. <laughs> I thought that was just being a jerk. No. No. Alice. So I don't think we should let, in particular, I don't think we should let men have that as a legitimate sexuality i disagree but i have to go we have the american federation teachers ad we can play really quick if you want sure let's do that quickly and head out on that note they have come up with a truly revolutionary bold idea for schools it's all coming together and teachers and school staff have worked hard to get us here 
securing federal funding, vaccines, and making sure public schools are welcoming and safe for everyone. This fall is back to school five days a week. We're excited to be with our students in person. As a parent, I had concerns, but with safeguards in place, I'm ready now. Let's do this. We're all in. Ready to help every child recover and thrive. A message from the American Federation of Teachers. It's only been two years. That's revolutionary, honey. In-person schooling five days a week. Wow. They must really love kids. Speaking of, this is D-Day, too. Talk about... Wow, uh, yeah. Once again, these teachers, the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. Same as those those, uh, soldiers. Oh, God bless the USA, as always. uh, This is the Burn Barrel Podcast. You can find us at burnbarrelpodcast.com or Twitter at burnbarrelpod. We're also facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast and Gavin Parler at burnbarrelpodcast. You can also find us on YouTube. That's uh, the Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel channel on YouTube. And uh, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, everyone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.